the reason why I started property management was literally because I couldn't see myself working as an engineer, right? Like you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know you're an engineer. I'm also well. an engineer. But interesting part is that once you have that kind of network, and I took the number for the properties that they buy was they bought or sold, and divided by the number of clients. I'm like, so if I have forty or fifty clients, cut that into half is like twenty, twenty-five. Yeah. Pretty good income as a realtor. Yeah. I actually had like twenty six tenants paying me rent at the time, but the cash flow after all the expenses was like fifteen hundred only. Twenty six tenant and you only cash flow fifteen hundred. Yeah, because you re. Hey, Wellbuster! Welcome back to another episode of Wellbuster. My name is Cody Ye, and today I'm interviewing Ping. Ping has been a longtime real estate investor who specializes in capital raising. But today we're going to focus more on how he's teaching his students and how he's helping his investor clients navigating the world of high interest rate. So if you want to learn how to become successful, how to break into real estate, and how do you become successful in the current high interest rate environment, you don't want to miss this episode. Let's go right into the biggest problem people have in real estate because you are a real estate investor, also a coach. You have your own、um, broker for real estate as well. What you have seen in the current market? What's going on right now with the high interest rate? Nobody's cash flowing, right? Like the properties are not cash flowing. There's a lot of issue with the expense, right? People typically when people came to us, it's, it's like they're trying to figure out how to reduce the expense, the spending, but The bigger problem that I'm seeing is that there's not enough income. A lot of people are facing the income problem, and this is where a lot of more and more people start being creative on how to draw or generate income from different avenues, such as well, in real estate would be midterm rentals, short-term rentals, and all that stuff.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think the income problem is the biggest issue that everybody is facing at the current moment. So they all probably are faced a problem at different level,、um, but what about for for you know? For like real estate investor, they they only have a full time job, and then they have a few property. Now they negative cash flow. What do you tell them? So again, everybody's situation is a little different. But、yeah. the, the number one thing that I would say is figure out how to actually cut the expense, right? Because、uh, people were living a certain lifestyle two three years ago, right?、Yeah. When everything was low interest, everything was on credit. Exactly. So try to do a high level overview on your financial situation. What's actually bleeding money and Please don't pay too too much attention on your equity, right? Equity doesn't really mean anything if you're unable to sustain your cash flow. So that's the number one thing. The first step that I would ask people to do. The second thing is working. You actually generate a little bit more because there's only certain percentage that you can control with your expense, right? So with the income side, that's usually where I want to kind of do do a deep dive on how they can actually generate more. If they have any tendency turnover. Maybe it's a time to actually look into whether or not you can actually do, like I mentioned,、uh, short term. Or I wouldn't actually recommend mid term rental. And then maybe we can talk about that a little bit. But short term rental is a very quick way for anybody to generate some income.、Mm -hmm. Also,、um, for example, like you do a、uh, set and done strategy. I think that's another income.、Uh, I guess a skill set that you can tap into. I do firmly believe that people in today's market needs to actually grind a little bit. Right. If you find yourself not having enough skill set to capitalize on it, try to learn a few things so that you can actually monetize your skill set.、Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know if that answers your question because three to four properties, if you if you're not managing the properties、uh, by yourself、um, 
in the past two three years, maybe you do need to actually look into that and try to try to keep more cash reserved, like in your bank account. Yeah. So like, cut your expense first. You have to do that first. And、yeah. and then and but there's only so much you can cut. You、yeah. still need a place to live. Yeah. Especially if you have kids. People who have kids. You still need a place to live. Right. Cramped all in one room probably won't work. But there's things maybe less traveling. Maybe that's why a lot of people are doing. That's、yeah. why Airbnb is not doing that well because there's less traveling,、mm-hmm. and then the whole luxury、uh, car market is like tanking. Because I just bought a luxury car and I got a hell of a good deal out of it. Because anyone who's buying necessity car like you know Honda, Toyota, all、mm-hmm. that, their sales are going through the roof. And all the exotic cars are over three hundred k. They still sell like no tomorrow because the supplier choked the supply. They just produce less,、right. but anyone in the middle of the pretender or people trying to look cool and all that, there's like no one there, right? But、so, and that's probably because of what you said. A lot of people figure, hey, first thing we're gonna reduce our expense, right? Yeah, yeah. And、uh, and here's the thing. The second thing that I really want to mention is to figure out how to actually generate some income. People were way too comfortable before. There's if you're managing, if you're already self-managing your properties, this is the time to actually look around, see. Whether or not you can actually provide that as a service in your area, right? Then the next door, right? Two doors down. Become a property manager.、That's、I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying becoming. You are a, a property manager, right? Yeah, we run a property management company. We have a.、Like、Is over, it profitable? Do you think? It pays the bill. It's actually the most stable business that I've ever had、oh, really? so far because it just covers all the bills and it's very. It's growing very steady, right?、Mm-hmm. As the investor comes into like Hamilton Market. Right, it just generates more income, and there's a lot more things that we can、uh, we can profit off. Right, sales, or、well, maintenance, project management, and all that stuff. But I'm not saying to actually become a property manager. No, <laughs> I think it depends on your skill set. Right,、yeah. it, it's really difficult to. What does it take to become a property manager? You just need to be willing to deal with the tenants. That's <laughs> all. But I think finding what where I wanted to kind of mention is,、uh, for example, tenant placement. Right. If you need to find the tenants for your property, it's okay to kind of look around, find some opportunities in that specific neighborhood in your market because you already know something about、um, the tenants. Right. If you are running investment properties over there, if you're doing the Airbnb, look around and see if you're you can actually offer that as a service. And my the reason why I'm saying this is because. I do think when time is tough,、mm-hmm. we all just need to kind of go out there and try to figure out a way to be a little bit more creative. There's money to be made,、mm-hmm. right? And I like to, I I'm a firm believer to try to reach your full potential,、mm-hmm. right? And we're if you're not doing that, this is a time to really look into that area.、Mm-hmm. When、yeah. do you think you you push the limit and reach your full potential? In the past, let's say five years. Oh, here's the thing. I, my perspective keeps changing, changing. To be honest, because that's I, that's normal too, right?、Yeah. Especially you just become a dad. Yeah. Right. That that probably changed my perspective the most because、uh, I actually was preparing to have a lot of free time for myself. Like <laughs> I wanted to create a lot of free time for myself. After I started seeing my daughter,、um, the the it's kind of interesting because it actually put more fire on me. Mm-hmm. Right.、Uh, there's a story that I can actually share. So my dad actually didn't work a lot,、uh, like from what I could remember. Like he's always like kind of like doing a lot of volunteer passion projects here and there. Really? Yeah.、Okay. He was actually stock investor. A yeah, stock he, investor.、Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing that pretty decently, and and he never actually had to get a full time job. So growing up, looking at what he well, was. Ha- wait, wait, hold up, hold up. How do you be a stock investor? 
mm-hmm. and don't need a full-time job, does he have a lot of a big account to start with or he grew it with his full-time job first? Then he kind of... Yeah, so we were in a very fortunate position. We So my grandfather actually had a, had a couple of land um, in like core downtown Taipei and then uh, oh, yeah so developer came to us develop something so we had some some uh, nice. decent capital uh, for him yeah right uh, in the very beginning so when he started doing that it was it was okay yeah, yeah. and then also you know like in Taiwan, the the interest rate is pretty low. Yeah, it's crazily yeah. low. You guys think about four or five percent. There, I think, still two or three. Yeah, still under two. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, so what happened was that I remember growing up, looking at exactly what he was doing. He wasn't really working too hard, and I enjoy all the moments, family moments that he he was able to kind of like, you know, be a like, dad, be a dad, right? Yeah. Like showed up at, for my basketball team, right? Tryouts uh, for high school. All that stuff. I, it was pretty. It, it was really good. We had a lot of like good experience, uh, family time. Um, but I remember there was a couple moments where he was really trying to get me to do more, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, he's just like, "Listen, like you just need to hustle. You need to do this, and then uh, you're gonna eventually get to where you want to be." We were having that conversation, and I remember I turned around and asked him, just like, "But you've never." had to hustle your life yeah. is so different like, what is it for him to tell you to do more when he didn't set an example yeah so that's a trigger point right because i was thinking about all of that and i'm just like if i'm like going to, yeah if i'm going to raise my daughter <laughs> like the hard the, the the one thing i wouldn't want to do is like, i wouldn't want her to feel like okay we have a lot of free time but when she thinks that there's something that she wanted to get and then she doesn't she started having the limiting belief i don't want to put myself into a position where she's like listen i can't do it because it, our life is just so different, yeah. right? I want to be able to show show her that, hey, listen, we set a goal, we're able to actually reach that goal, right? Yeah. Through hard work, efforts, and yeah, and, and you don't want to give her takes. money. You want to give her experience, and yeah, and the experience to fail and get back up and never give up, right? That's exactly. the experience you want to give her, exactly, because that you cannot buy with money. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of go back to your question about like the, the pushing for the for the for the potential, right? Yeah. I th- I I don't have a clear idea on that. I just I just want to make sure that every year we can set a different goal, right? And usually when I when I think about that goal, it could be financial goal, yeah. could could be health goal. Yeah. But I want I want something more that I can actually go after, and I want to be able to demonstrate that uh, through hard work and everything, yeah. you can eventually get to the, get to where we want to be. Yeah. So how how did your dad? So your dad had a talk with you. When how old were you? that talk oh you know like, what you gotta push harder you mean while I'm, I'm sitting financial freedom but you gotta push harder when was that was like getting into grade seven, grade seven. i remember we had one huge argument at that time and even getting to like you know like in taiwan the, from junior high to like senior high yeah. when, when did you come to canada um grade 10 okay grade so 10. I'm, I'm grade 12 so very similar really i came here okay. when i was grade 12 yeah yeah Wow. So you had that talk. I still couldn't wrap my head around where where your where did your dad come off the idea that he needs to push you harder? You know, sometimes when, how dare him to push you harder? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Like, the, the, so I obviously I didn't know how, the opportunity that he was able to create for us, right? And yeah. my mom has always been an entrepreneur, right? My mom oh, is really? all, yeah. Okay. My mom owns uh, actually multiple business, like tutoring school, like kindergarten. Tutoring school, kindergarten. Yeah. In Taiwan. In Taiwan. Crazy. Yeah. So she's always like in the business operation. Uh, she she always has that kind of mindset, right? Entrepreneur, and then she also is the one who's pushing into the real estate investing. Really? Yeah. Whereas my dad has always been in stock, right? And yeah. uh, 
but uh, sorry, what was your question? And the question is like, what, like, how did your dad like push you? Because your mom's usually the, like you said, the more entrepreneurial one. Right. But then your dad really come in one day and tell you that hey, there's more in life. Right. Okay. So he wasn't really pushing me. It's just a, a couple moments that she, he saw me that I was giving up on things I'm trying to go after. Right. At grade seven, you're giving up. It was, it was like okay, yeah, because like grade seven into what well, grade six to grade seven, like your mentality needs to change a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, now yeah. you need to really focus on school. Yeah. Right. The and Asian then, culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing that. It just wasn't succeeding. Right. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not made for this type of uh, stuff. Right. And this is where my my dad really just kind of came in to encourage me, and then uh, and I turn around and I challenge him on that. Yeah. And right? what did he say? He's When you push him back, say you didn't do much. You just put money in stocks and let it grow. The slow money. I didn't even know that. I didn't even oh, know that's what know he was that. doing. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, know like, you're you're always home. Like you don't seem to have stress for anything. Exactly. Right. What did he say? He's just like no, no. He he came back with some stories and all that, and made me feel co more comfortable. I'll be honest with you. I actually don't remember uh, yeah. the comeback, but it, probably because it wasn't good enough, right? <laughs> and but I just that type of memory triggered a lot when I'm thinking about how I want to raise my kid, right? Yeah. Because it's like I I don't ever want to feel like um, or or have my daughter feel like hey like. You don't have to work so hard for anything. I want to set the example that you can't get what you want in life. Yeah. You just need to actually work hard and then uh, be clear with your goal. Yeah, yeah. it's very interesting because you know my fiance Claudette came from I want to say a wealthy family, but a family full of love. Mm -hmm. He was never talk about uh, money growing up. Well, it's not like they were splurging on things. They didn't buy stupid stuff, but it's just if it's tuition taken care of. Mm -hmm. Big house taken care of, right? Nothing. And when they come into the real world, and when we're doing all these flipping projects, real estate, he was, she was like, "Oh, I never seen so much money flying around." And this is how much stress you're going through, because they were never taught that. But I like to me, I'm thinking if I become a dad, I will become a dad one day. Do I want to let my kids have a really good childhood? And at what point should let that let them know this is what our lifestyle? This is what the reality looks like. like Grand Cardone, right? Have mm -hmm. like his daughter, like straight up. Is like if you want something, you want to buy a candy, you got to work for it, right? right. Like, what's the balance, like? And what do you see, like, before you become a dad, and after you become a dad, did that shift a little bit? Did, okay. Did that mindset shift? Yeah. Just so you know, I don't think I'm qualified to talk about that because uh, hey, you're not qualified. You're my, just my sharing. daughter is like nine months old, right? Yeah. But. I I'm grasping a lot of concepts into uh, sort of like a like I'm I'm really trying to figure out exactly what is the I guess family principle that I want to actually deliver to to the kids mm -hmm. right. Um, what I would say is that girls, you do want to actually spoil them a little bit, get them to kind of understand. I do think that your uh, fiance, I think I think their family had a good teaching. They have three style. daughter. They have a three daughter. So all daughters. Okay, so so there's a saying in Asia, right? Yeah, there's a saying in the Chinese, girls. spoiling the girls, and mm -hmm. then make the guys suffer. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they'd be true man, right? Exactly, because like the guy, yeah, you, you got guys will. Well, I shouldn't say that, but like guys do need to face out a lot of a stressful situation in their life, right? For the especially for the finance side, uh, for girls, you don't want them to expose to something that they've never seen, and then it's slowly being attracted to that, right? So yeah, I agree. So with my daughter, I do want to give give her as much experience as possible, right? And and part of the reason why I also believe that I need to reach my potential is also 
because then it continues to draw like an income coming into the business and the family, right? And that's where I can provide. With guys, I'll probably be like, okay, you know what? Like you're, you need to figure a lot of things out like at a young age, yeah, right? And, uh, and I think the teaching style will be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So like, why were you still so driven knowing that your grandparents left a lot of great real estate and your mom was more entrepreneur? Right. Your dad just put a lot of money into stocks, just don't lose money, make three, five percent, you're good. So what makes you so driven? Because you know, you say you start twenty thirteen to fourteen that you quit your full time job, you start becoming a realtor, right? That's when you become a realtor. No, actually we started a property management company first. First. Yeah. And then I and then once we build all that clientele, then we, we get a license. I got a license. Yeah. To when did you get your license? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So why what, what what got you to start property management? Because like who I don't think anyone wake <laughs> up in the morning and be like, I want to deal with tenants, right? I want to deal with drilling holes in the wall to have internet. Like I just dealing with that this morning. Like one of the property I don't have a property management, right? Right. Like people don't dream about that. So no. if you know that, hey, what what got you there? Because you're like, hey, I'm kind of set, right? If any, you know, are you the only son in the family? No, I got the older brother. Older brother too. Yeah. Okay, two of them. You guys split all that. Split it. You guys are. I'm set. So what? got you so driven on on keep like i want a property management now i'm going to go to realtor realtor is not like i thought about becoming a realtor i i got the license i park it now because i'm like i want my weekend mm -hmm. i everything i do right now is for financial freedom it's not the other way around it's not right. money first it's freedom first yeah and then so what what was what were you thinking like okay in terms of the where my drive came from i do actually believe that it's the desire to want to experience more things Right, because uh, 100k in salary, you can experience certain things. Uh, 250k is different. One million dollars would be different. Yeah. Right, and uh, I I wouldn't say that. I'm sure there's a stopping point. By the way, the uh, to the point where I feel like okay, I max out my my lifestyle. Okay, that's one thing. But then, what's next is going to be, um, what kind of impact do you want to actually have around you? I actually get a lot of satisfaction, uh, by helping people. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is why we build a community to mm -hmm. really show uh, some strategy, investing strategy, some mistakes that that that, that we we went through or we're current, currently going through, and then if I can influence people in a positive way, that really that that makes me happy, right? So I think I think it's a desire to want more, and then eventually leading to be a little bit more influential for the circle that I have. Okay, so I think that is the 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 goal. But to kind of go back to my journey. The reason why I started property management is literally because I couldn't see myself working as an engineer, right? Like you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know you're engineer. I'm also well. an engineer, but I I didn't I, even wear my iron ring anymore. But here's the thing, I'm it's not all rusty, literally. Really? <laughs> yeah, literally. I put it in the washing machine once and it came oh. out all like brown. Interesting. Yeah, it goes brown. I got the because iron it's one. a stainless steel, right? So I you got the iron one. Oh, I see. I've been told, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so here's the problem. Like I was sitting in there, um, by the way, my, my type of engineering is, is a boring one. It's material engineering. Oh, it's so not that it's boring. You guys do a lot of research. No, 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 it's boring. It's really boring. Right. So, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't able to adapt into a, I guess, working environment, eight hours, nine hours into, into a lab, right? Looking at microscope and all that stuff. So yeah. I already knew I didn't want to get into that industry, but once I really get into, uh, the industry, it just got my mind start spinning. Um, 
uh, to different things. And real estate came very naturally because back in 2010, my mom actually supported me with uh, my very first uh, student rental. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's a funny story because she actually put 20. Uh, she sent me down before we bought the first one. She, she put 20 uh, under, I guess, my notebook or something. She said, this is your goal before you finish school. I'm like, 20? Yeah, what do you mean? She said, you need to have 20 tenants paying you rent before you finish school. Wow. Right. And I wish my mom told me that. Yeah, my mom. Maybe was, I wouldn't be here if I, my mom told me. I probably even <laughs> don't, don't go to uh, UFT for engineer. Maybe I was, I'd be a real estate mogul right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I'm, I was in a, well, I have been in a very fortunate position, right? Because my mom was already doing a lot of real estate back in Taiwan. So she knew a lot of like fundamental stuff, right? And coming into Canada, it's, it's all just about learning the regulation, how the lender works and all that stuff. But because of that goal, which, by the way, I, I really did not enjoy that process, you know, like being being told what to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In school, you're you thinking... You just want to have fun in university. Yeah. Who cares about 20 doors? Yeah, exactly. That, that's that, Being a landlord was never a fancy thing, in in my opinion, no, to be still honest. Not. <laughs> <laughs> still not. Exactly. But 2015, so this is the part where I, I kind of talk about like, being creative a little bit. 2015... I, that was my first time ever facing that kind of problem. I'm like, I had a, I actually had like 26 tenants paying me rent at the time, but the cash flow after all the expense was like 1500 only. 26 tenant and you only cash flow 1500. Yeah, because you refi, right? You take the loan, you yes. put, dump it into another another uh, property, right? Yeah. Another property cash flows a little bit and then- uh, And that's just for the record of our audience is that that's when the interest rate was continue to go down kind of thing that was like three four percent three or four percent yeah exactly and then yeah okay so that's where i needed to be creative because i'm like okay i got like 70 70 k uh 65 i think 65 k uh salary for my full-time job Mm -hmm. being an engineer i wanted to figure out how to exit that industry yeah right and i'm trying to figure out what is the quickest way to do it so at the time i actually well still my 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 wife, well, at the time was girlfriend. Um, I met my business partner Andrew, and then he he's already like investing in multifamily in Hamilton. Nice. I I was investing in uh, student rental. I never actually stepped out of student rental um, yeah. area. And then we were like chatting, and then we we're like, okay, you also wanted to kind of figure out to operate another business outside the family business. I want to actually engineering job. What is the best way to do it? We're mm-hmm. like, we we'll invest. Okay, mm-hmm. so we, we picked up two other properties in St. Catharines. We flipped another property in Hamilton. I was like, okay, not too bad, but how do we actually expand our network like within a very short period of time? Mm-hmm. And then we thought about it. We're like, you know what? Your skill set is in construction. My skill set really is in... Uh, yeah, he's, on, he's with construction boots even now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but my, my, I, I think at the time, my skill set wasn't there. So I partnered with someone like Andrew who can who can bring me, who, could, who, who was willing to share a lot of resource with me. And I'm just trying to figure out how to really expand that. And and one of the things that we were looking around is, as we're scaling up the the, the portfolio, we couldn't even find the right property manager at the time. Mm. We're like, what do we do? Why don't we just internalize this service? Mm-hmm. So we build that system first, and then we're like, okay, it's not too bad. Like now we have a staff, we can do more things now. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to pay for that staff, that's, figure out a way to generate more leads, more, more business for our service because we're doing that for our own properties already. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, one one thing lead to the next and then we started, I think the first three months we were doing tenant placement. We we're just cold calling like some landlords and just reaching out to them, building the connection and also let them know that, hey, we also offer the tenant placement service for your rental properties and all that. First three months, I think we made about, 
after all the expenses, we made about twenty six thousand. Nice. Yeah, just by placing tenants. And then you, were you guys getting paid like one month's rent? Like seventy five percent of one month's rent. Okay, so right. you guys undercut the market a little bit. Okay, for sure. But that, but then, but yeah. then you guys because usually it's like. 50-50, right? 50% buyer, 50% seller. But you guys come in and say, you know what? We're going to take care of it with our own marketing channel. So you guys get paid 75%. It's still better than yeah. 100% they're paying. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, it's still better than 50% that we're, we're yeah. collecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, and by the way, it, honestly, it's super easy. It's just posting ads, right? Facebook Marketplace. At the time, there's Kijiji. no... There's a Kijiji. Kijiji. Yes. Yeah, so we draw tenants leasing there. We just place the tenants uh, to to whoever that like, lives far away from uh, Hamilton at the time. Yeah. We actually scraped the system for anybody that's starting with four one six and six four seven because we know that they are thirty minutes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we use that to generate some cash, and then we're like, huh, okay, that's not too bad. That's not bad. Yeah, start building the team. PM is extreme slow business. It's like you can first of all, it's a lot of work. Right, that's why we had to have the. Uh, How big is your team now for property management? At some point, we have like fourteen full time, like on payroll. Right now. No, no, but we cut it down to right now six. Okay. Yeah, six okay, that people. sounds more profitable. <laughs> Way more, yeah, yeah. Because because <laughs> when when you have that many people, you need to always make sure the leasing funnel is like the tenant placement. Yeah, funnel you have is a there. machine to run. Right? Yeah, and then the uh, project management. Like we have to, we have a target for two projects a month, every single month. And it just end up being like way too crazy, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but interesting part is that once you have that kind of network, because we, I, I remember we have about like 40, 50 people, like by 2017, 2016, 2017. And we're like, okay, these people, they're transacting real estate, buying and selling their portfolio, mm-hmm. right? Restructuring. And I took the number of the properties that they buy, it was, they bought or sold and divided by the number of clients. I'm like, Every client on average is transacting one, uh, at least one deal every two months, uh, sorry, every two years. Mm-hmm. So if I have 40 or 50 clients, cut that into half, it's like 20, 25. Yeah. Pretty good income as a realtor. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we're like, we're chatting, we're like, okay, we need to start incorporating more tool into our business. Yeah. So we got a license. Business was okay. Uh, obviously, we're doing pretty well. 2017, also, we use we took the same opportunity to leverage the network that we built and we got into the multifamily space mm-hmm. yeah so and at the time each door it was like 91k <laughs> right and yeah no i don't know how people are paying like 200k with the current interest rate but at the time when we first got in it was like 91k per unit yeah, yeah. um i think the next thing we 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 saw the opportunity was like 2018 um Regular property don't cash flow anymore. Now you have to build at least two units yeah, or more. Yeah, legal duplex. Right? Legal duplex, yeah. yeah. And we're like, why don't we start flipping business? Like, uh, start a flipping business, right? Mm-hmm. Flipping some properties. Mm-hmm. That way, every single project that we get, at least uh, there was a 50K profit. And mm-hmm. we get to stack the projects this way. Yeah, so, you have the fast money now. Exactly. And, and by the way, even right now, we're, I think we're still in that phase, right? Because we talk about a fast, medium. Like, we have some properties um, that are just long-term hold. Yeah. Right, which we don't mind holding it forever, but the cash flow just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Right, so, so yeah, we we like the strategy of flip three, hold one, and just kind of keep that. Yeah, flip three, hold one. Keep I think that some ratio. Some people flip two, hold two. Yeah, kind of whatever or, ratio that. Well, some people hold like literally just hold, right? Yeah. When you just hold, we've seen we came across with a, a lot of investors who end up holding six or seven properties, and they can't quit their full time job, and that concept bothers me a lot yeah. it's like you already got yourself uh into six or seven properties you should be able to have the option to yeah 
just be like, hey, listen, I need my life back. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So I know at the beginning, really the whole goal for full circle, high interest rate and going through your journey. And, and now we go into how you start your entrepreneur journey is actually property management. That's like the first time I heard someone start that. Usually it's realtor first, then maybe property manager because there's internal needs for their portfolio. So yeah. you actually learn the business first, yes. how to run a business because property management is a business. If you don't run it tight enough, you're losing money. Oh, guarantee. Right? So you learn that first and you become an agent. And now you have, you're teaching people how to flip. Yeah. Can you touch more on that? Why? flipping or wholesaling can still work in such a high interest rate environment because when people are borrowing money, it's at a higher risk, right? So how can yeah. that still work? Okay, so the way that I look at it is very simple. So flipping may not necessarily work in, in different uh, climates. And the reason why I'm looking at it is literally because there's not a lot of attention on that strategy right now. Back in 2020, uh, when COVID just started, right? Everybody was telling us, don't touch retail. Uh, store don't don't touch office uh, buildings and the reason why you don't want to do that is because it's like commercial spaces it's yeah, over no one's going to work exactly yeah. remote is going to be the new train and it's mm -hmm. going to change the industry completely that's when we're looking around we're like ah okay i want i wonder how much the each building is costing right now and we saw locking some properties in for 60 to 65 percent of the market value crazy yeah and guess what like after we did a bit of a value as a 10 months, uh, 12 months later, it, it really came back, right? And 2021, it was a student rental, right? Um, because campus was shut down, yeah, right? So we're acquiring some student rental. Now 2022, really wasn't a lot of things we could do, to be honest. Uh, yeah. We actually got a couple of projects in 2022, took loss on one project. I have no problem saying that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, why, do you, why do you have to take loss? Is it because of interest rate hike? Yeah, so okay. that property, we we didn't want to hold it for too, too long, right? Um, it, it didn't actually fit into our long-term strategy. Uh, sorry, long-term goal. It, it didn't align with our long-term goal. So we're like, you know what, let's take a loss. We we miss, we make pretty decent money like in the past couple of years. Yeah. It's okay to just take a loss. Yeah, it's like you make money on all these flips. There's going to be one or two pooper and it's okay. It's yeah. knowing when to cut loss and let them go. Exactly. So that your overall, your mental strain is not on that and move on to better things. It's just like a set and done strategy. There's 2% chance we might lose money. There you go. It's okay, just take it yeah. and then move on. And yeah, actually learn how to take a loss and continue mm. to operate at a high level. Right? Exactly. Because uh, it, I like what you said about probability, right? If you, if you think about any investment, it's all about probability. Even if you can win just a little bit about margin, right? But your your I guess uh, the winning chance is like nine out of ten times. Mm -hmm. That's a good investment. Yeah. Right. That's a good investment. So, but where it gets tricky is if the if the win and lose ratio is like 50-50, yeah. and you still take then that's gambling. Yeah. Right. So the uh, worst thing and 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 casino. Everything's less than fifty percent. I think the the highest win rate you can get in casinos back around is what forty four percent. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, that's why we want to become the casino owner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why if you're interested in that to learn about a set and done strategy, then there's links in the bottom to watch some video about it. Yeah, good stuff. That's a good stuff. Yeah. Um. So where are, oh you're asking about the flipping business, right? Yeah. Why? Where do I see the the opportunity is in? Yeah, because you're like a lot of people are under financial stress for yeah. cash flow, and you're asking them so that hey, you should start a new business, and one of those business could be flipping. Yeah, and you actually just happen to be coaching about it. So, 
why are people still making money? Like you kind of said, hey, because people are not looking this way. Yeah. You're being greedy when others are fearful. Exactly what Warren Buffett said. When the student rent, when the students are not going to school, you scoop up student rental. When people are not required to go to office, you scoop up office. So what is it now in 2013 that you're trying to scoop up? Right, it's literally just an off-market deal, right? The the deal that's at a serious discount, right? And the reason why I'm saying that is because in the past few years, we've been dying to want to have a buyer's market. Now the buyer's market is right here. Like, we're, is we're, it? We are, of course. Are you sure? Yeah. We're still seeing a lot of bidding war. Like. Yeah, yeah, okay, depending on the area. But at least like in Hamilton Mountain, there's a certain pocket, it was like the properties are moving. Right? Not moving, right? They're not moving too much, right? So when we're looking at that, it's like, it's like okay, there's a lot of uh, things you can do to it. Number one is to figure out how to negotiate for even lower price. Mm -hmm. And this is where we started comparing our current flipping, uh, bis flipping model versus birth strategy versus all the other stuff, right? Multifamily, when we run the analysis, anything under 12 units without value add, you can't even cash flow, yeah. right? With the current interest you're rate. You're saying if you're buying already turnkey, anything under 12 won't even cash flow. It won't even cash flow. That's including you have a property management team managing for you. You might cash flow if you manage yourself. But if you have a property management come in charging six to 10%, it won't. Exactly, okay. exactly. Now, birth strategy, Definitely won't work because the interest rate is so high. Why do you want to take the loan out, yeah. right? So when when we're doing the analysis, the best case scenario, you're cash flowing about like a couple hundred dollars, right? And that's that's with assumption that the tenants are all going to be paying top uh, market rent, and there's no default on the rent, yeah. right? It's honestly it won't change anything. And the truth is that you're probably going to get more stressed out, right? But where the opportunity is right now is in. I think the uh, the off market deal, or even on the market, there's there's quite a bit of opportunities. Right now, the market is down 25, 20 to twenty five percent, or even thirty percent, depending on the area. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you buy that property, you fix it up, and we wait until central bank announce that hey, we're done all the rate hike. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to freeze the interest rate. What we saw back in March twenty twenty three, it was like the moment that they didn't raise the interest rate, it creates an influx of buyer coming in. And those buyers were single family buyers and also investors, right? Because they feel like, okay, now is the time to get in, right? So we're at low time, uh, all time low in terms of the transaction activities right now. Mm -hmm. People are waiting for that moment to come in. Yeah. So I just want to put myself into a position where we build something, a product that will feed into both investors and home buyer. Yeah. Six a broader uh, buyers, buyer yeah. base. Yeah. yeah, but we're buying at 30% uh, below the market right now. Right, yeah. so the moment that the market shifted to different direction, I'm not gonna talk about 30%, I'm talking about 10% only. It's okay to actually lock something in, right? And and hold that property a little bit while you're doing a renovation. Wait for that wave to come in and then pick up your project. Because that's what I've been doing in the past like few years, right? Mm -hmm. Every single year there's an asset class that doesn't draw enough attention mm -hmm. where you can negotiate uh, the property yeah. really, really, really low. But you have to, like, it's, it's all good and if like I know like I don't know about you, but from what I heard is like we're filming this July 13, twenty twenty three. Maybe in the next six to eight months, they probably hit the peak of the interest rate mm -hmm. and might start turning around. But what if it goes a bit longer? Can you guys hold on to those property? Right. So the question here is that you don't want to buy a property. You you don't ever want to flip a property that doesn't offer you an option to hold, mm -hmm. right? And even if you're holding it, it will cost you 
let's say worst case scenario, a thousand dollars per month. Mm -hmm. A thousand times twelve is only twelve thousand,、mm -hmm. right? I shouldn't call that only, but it's twelve thousand where you can budget、mm -hmm. uh, right now.、Mm -hmm. So how just, far are you budgeting? Like worst case, you guys need to hold eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah, twenty、okay. k. But hold that.、Uh, make sure that you you let your lenders know exactly what your plan is, right? Yeah.、Um, Make sure everything's open, so there's no renewal fees and all that stuff. But let's say twelve to eighteen months, we're、yeah. building something that we can actually hold, but renovate it in a way that you can actually sell it back to the market. Just wait for that opportunity, that, that influx of a、yeah. wave coming in, and be in front of that wave.、Yeah. I think this is very smart in a way because I have the same feeling. The moment that they freeze interest rate or start decreasing it, the price can. Jump twenty percent right、yeah. away. So a lot of people are waiting for that moment to come out. But the moment that comes out, everyone knows the information. There's no more deals. So you kind of front running it, knowing the risk going in,、yeah. and you knowing the worst case. You budget eighteen months, and because every other property, if anything do happen, you have active business to fill in that hole. Not a lot of people have that luxury. So not advice for everyone, but for you, you guys are doing this. That's what we're doing, and that's、yeah. where you can get the best deal. Yeah, and this is a very active business, right? And and that's why when you mentioned about why am I still doing what I'm doing, like a lot of things still a lot、uh, still quite short, right? Short and play because I just want to figure out where to really scale up that business aspect, and and a lot of things that I mentioned is it ties into the income problem that many many people are facing right now,、mm -hmm. right? We gotta figure out how to get good at the running business or picking up the right. I guess skill set that can generate income, so that you can weather the storm in today's market.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy the talk. You you go all the way from your journey, all the way from property management to being an agent to now flipping. Even during a down market, you you're really capturing that tail end of it before it flips up. I think it's all very wise idea. Is there anything else? Because we're a wealth buster、uh, podcast. So, is there anything about wealth you're like? You never heard this before. You want to let our audience know. Like,、oh, yeah. This is like one thing that like really changed the way your wealth. Honestly, investing in yourself—that's the very first thing. Like, if you don't, know, there's a lot of information out there which we like we all have access to. But the biggest problem is that if you're not willing to reckon, like, if you're not willing to actually pay for speed, right? There's tons of information out there. You're not gonna do anything with it either. Right, because、uh, let's be honest with each other. Like, just because you have access to the information, it doesn't mean that you know how to utilize it.、Yeah. There's、right? a YouTube university. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but the biggest problem is that you, I, I often find myself not knowing exactly what to do or what not to do. Right,、uh, based on the stage of the business. So I think if you again, everybody needs to find their comfort zone. Right, could be in stock, could be in real estate, could, could be, be in both. Yeah, could be both. I、right? do both. A lot of our students do both, and they're very successful about it. Exactly, just investing yourself. In your dad, your mom is totally opposite, and they're still under the same roof. My parents were,、uh, my parents actually,、uh, sorry. So at the time when I was growing up, my parents always investing investing in the education. We had、yeah. so many books at home, right? And、uh, even when I didn't think I need any help, my mom put me into a tutoring schools and all that. So well, part of the reason why she opened up tutoring schools because. She could like put me into back, back into that room to <laughs> learn more things. Control the quality of tutoring. <laughs> exactly. So education to me is all. It comes very naturally, and and、uh, whenever I don't have a clear goal or sorry, clear solution to a certain certain problem, I just sign up for a coaching. 
mm-hmm. right? Because it, it, it pay for speed, right? Once you, the biggest issue between us and uh, let's say people who are struggling isn't really because we're so different. It's just because we know that a couple of different things that, that will help us generate that income. Yeah. So that's the opportunity cost that everybody's facing. The way I put it is this. A lot of people get on, you know, I don't get on a lot of calls now, but a lot of people message me is like, Cody, I know how to trade. I'm like, okay, first of all, why are you messaging me that? <laughs> if you're trading, you're good, then why are you messaging me? Right. Second thing is a lot of people, just like Michael Jordan, right? If you think you can shoot the ball, you can dribble, and you can run, you can play basketball. That's like a lot of people in trading or in real estate. You have money to buy <laughs> and all that, but you don't know how to tie them together. Sure. And even the top players like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, half coach, because a lot of times, or at that level, they still want to grow and a lot of blind spot they have, right? And that could just be that one small thing that pushed them through or just accountability. Yeah. Sometimes they want to get up during the day and we can impound them, right? We have accountability, we have coach pounding them. Exactly. Right? So there's a lot of things that, this is a life hack is like having the right coach will help you excel a lot faster. And it's just in ways that you cannot imagine. And then if you stack up on all those coaching, Maybe some coaching won't work. I'm not saying all coaching work. I have my coaches go out and take other people's coaching. Sometimes we see a coach coaching program like, oh, I don't know how they are operating. But it's a probability game. If eight out of 10 are working, you're way ahead comparing to the people who take zero coaching, do nothing because they just go into the YouTube university and say, commenting about things that they never done. Yeah, right? I call that gambling. Yeah, so. or gambling, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, is there any last words you want to say to, to my audience, the Wealth Buster? You know what, honestly, educate yourself, right? Like start with that. Um, like the money that you put towards like traveling and all that stuff, probably put that towards education for the, for the time being. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good time. Good time, the best time to learn is when the market is down when everyone's panicking. So um, where can people might find more about you, about your property management, about your realtor service and your flipping coaching business you know what uh so my instagram is ping underscore real estate uh i'm pretty much like on the on my social media all the time so you can nice. send me the dm and i'm more than happy to actually just yeah, yeah. put that's, you into the that's right that's instagram so you're using yeah. instagram yeah yeah if you want to follow ping give him a follow and message him if you want any guidelines awesome right. thanks for coming on thanks for having me yeah great